Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila presents College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Bell Ford. See us at bellford.com or visit the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Verizon Wireless. This is the 5G America's been waiting for. By College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. The ASU fans home away from home. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Whether it's a margarita or one of our specialty recipes, Roger Klein's is Arizona bread and ultra smooth. Summer skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and order yours today. By OxyPal, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, you're not too old. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by NCHC-TV and the NCHC. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of college hockey champions. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, college hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us live tonight on the Podbean app, we are recording about, oh, 90 minutes early. Again, for really good reason today, we've got a very special guest from the university. Uh, so almost did it, Denver University. Cole Gutman will be joining us as uh, we talk a little uh, uh, hockey. Uh, <laughs> I did it, Paul. I screwed it up already. It's University of Denver. Not Denver University, not DU the way it looks. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Scott Strandy from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. And my co-host enjoying that beautiful balmy weather on Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Paul, how are you? Well, for the day anyway. (laughs) It was actually in the 50s. Did I hear 52? 52 degrees? Yeah, it's supposed to be back. It's supposed to be 30 tomorrow, but for today it was nice. Oh, that's good. Um, You're not quite listen, so grumpy today then, right? Well, give me a few minutes. <laughs> we'll get Cole Gutman to fix that up because uh, Cole Gutman from the University of Denver, not DU the way it looks on everything that you see. It's Although, the University of Denver. You see, but that's, that is not quite the same thing as you saying in the desert southwest <laughs> since we're in Colorado and <laughs> – uh, you know, we've had point. people from Utah, and that's not uh, the yeah. same thing. Great. Great. Anybody could Great. look at that and say Denver Great. University, University of Denver. Yeah. Anybody could say that. That's I, I'm going to tell, tell Cole when he comes on that I got it right. University of Denver. So we're going to have okay. him join us in about 15 I'm not gonna, minutes. I'm not going to rat you out. There's so many <laughs> other things I can rat you uh, out yeah. for. I don't need that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. We've been waiting to get some wow, from the Pioneers. Uh, on as as one topic uh, with all the things that's going on. But you brought me uh, some news today as well about the uh, the U.S. CHO talking about tournament things. So um, let, let's spend just a couple of minutes before Cole comes on, Paul, talking about that if you want to jump right into it. Well, listen, this is, you know, from their website. They said they got a memo from the NCAA, and uh, they intend to keep the Frozen Four in Pittsburgh. On April 9th and uh, sorry, April eighth and April tenth, uh, it will stay one automatic bid per conference. Um, and this is this is from their their site, so I don't want to not give them 
you know, the credit for what it says. Uh, it says for the field, they will be, quote, using the traditional pairwise formula, but with significant flexibility and subjectivity. The criteria outlined in the memo they obtained, win-loss record, strength of schedule, head-to-head -head results, results versus common opponents, quality wins, home and away waiting. There will be the, and I mean, and this is just according to them. Uh, and it says, ultimately, the six-member committee, uh, which includes uh, three people from both Eastern and, I guess, we were still, I guess we use the term West, right? Because some of it's West of the Mississippi. Um, I think that's how they determine West in college yeah. hockey is West of the Mississippi. Well, it's West normally, but it's not. But we, we know it's not really West, except for the three schools in Colorado and ASU. So um, uh, Jeff Jackson at Notre Dame, Ryan Soderquist uh, at Bentley, uh, Lake Superior coach uh, Damon Winton, uh, Michael Souza from New Hampshire, uh, RPI's David Smith, and Brett Larson from St. Cloud and the NCHC. Whew, so, at least I got a bulldog in there. I was getting a little worried. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it says they will play at Fargo, Loveland, and Bridgeport. And the final location is, quote, unquote, being finalized uh, using either Albany or Springfield, Massachusetts uh, as potential sites. Obviously, they don't list them all. Um, their intentions are for 25% attendance capacity, uh, from the regionals and the final four. Uh, oh, oh, frozen four, my friend. Frozen, yeah, frozen four. four. You can, now you can yell at me. Um, <laughs> I've been waiting on that. I'll, I'll, yeah. A little over two years I've been waiting to get you in one mistake. Hey, well, it happens. Listen, blind squirrels. Um, <laughs> According to this, a 25% capacity at PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh would be about 5,000 fans. So, well, you know what? That's a, a, that's a nice thing. If, if, if they can do that, it, yeah. If they can do it, great. Um, I don't want to be that committee because I want you oh. to, to uh, answer to the other uh, 55 teams in college hockey about uh, how you got to where you got to. Because uh, there are no um, – <laughs> first of all, there's no home and away for a lot of teams uh, within, uh, well, other than the conference. And, and Arizona State obviously has no uh, home games to go on. Um, you, you match up head-to-head. -head, okay, head-to-head. -head. But, again, Arizona State, uh, how, how do they go head-to-head? -head? I mean, it's head-to-head -head on, on, on the home I, ice I, of everybody in the big – anyway. That, listen, that's I it. don't – well, I'm they did they say road and home. They did say road and home, but yeah, okay. you know, there is just way too many, um, you know, just way too many uh, variables, variables here. And um, I, I'm sure that they're hoping chalk wins out in these conference tournaments. Oh, because are they ever? Huh, huh, because let's just for argument's sake and say that, uh, well, the University of Denver wins well, the NCHC. Yeah, oh, you want to use Denver? I was trying yeah. to avoid that, but no, okay. I'm not um, Cole wouldn't avoid it. I know that. 
Well, I don't, I don't want to put him on the spot either. Mm. But, I mean, that would be the classic example, right? Denver comes right. out of nowhere, wins, gets a three-game winning streak, gets hot at the end of the season, and they are certainly uh, talented enough to do that. And I'm sure that they're looking at that in their own room and saying, uh, let's just keep playing as well as we can, and eventually these breaks have to go our way. And or we have to get a hot streak. Right, and that hot streak you're talking about, you just mentioned it, three games. That's I mean, it. it's not three like games. you got to beat somebody two out of three and then win another no. game and then win another game. Uh, you're, you just get in there, you get the Grand Forks at the Ralph, you settle in, and you where? play three games. I don't know uh, where is that. I know they have a building <laughs> called the Ralph Engelstead Arena, but I don't know what the hell you're talking about. No, no you just get to the Ralph, and you play three games where? really strong, and you walk away as an NCHC champion, and you got an automatic bid. You know, and, and that is – yeah, with with all due respect, that is the last thing I'm sure that those guys, uh, those six gentlemen, uh, will go <laughs> into the uh, postseason, however it manifests itself, and uh, just I don't know if any of them are religious, but they'll probably say their prayers. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I feel bad for ASU because they had a daunting schedule, and we talked about it at least uh, 50 times since uh, that season schedule was announced. And we knew it was going to be extremely tough. They had injuries, they had COVID issues, besides playing on the road for an extended amount of time. They lose a really tough one the other night, and we talked about how they might have to run the table to try to get to 500 to have a shot. Um, well, that's gone, and that was actually gone before because of the um, uh, the uh, two State. games with Penn State uh, not being played. So, but but the fact of the do matter we, is, Paul, they, they are going to get twenty six games in. It appears, knock on wood, and uh, like I talked about on Sunday night, uh, how do you talk about teams that played twenty six games versus teams that played fifteen? Um, where do you where do you draw the line? Where do you give strength the schedule? How do you well, not say that the NCHC this season and the Big Ten this season are not the two top conferences? They can each have four teams. Well, in theory, well, eight, in half in the theory, field could be could. filled. Half the field could be filled by the Big Ten and they the could. NCHC based on their performances. They could, but um, at the same time, uh, you know, like I said, I. Don't think we'll get any of those six gentlemen on here um, before <laughs> or not until – well, listen. Can maybe I, you can I'm going to give Brett, Brett a Larson, call. But, yeah, yeah I'm going to give Brett ahead, a call. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> He'll never uh, tell us a thing. No, of course not. And they won't tell us anything afterwards either. Even after they give out the big trophy at the end, they won't say a word to us anyway. So Yeah. Well, um, you know you know how it is, Paul. Every year it comes down to we should have gotten in, we didn't get in, how come we didn't oh, get please. in, how come we left us out? We so do, if, if that happened in the past, what's it going to be like this year? Because you're going to have a whole bunch of teams that say, hey, look, look what we were up against. And Arizona State will probably be at the first of the list because they'll say – Listen, did anybody else play a tougher schedule all on the road during COVID than we did? Listen, Find a I'll team. Just, Find I'll, a just, team. I'll just say this before we uh, get uh, Cole uh, on here. Um, we'll be able to do two weeks of shows without having any games <laughs> or guests easy. Yeah. Speculating on the tournament. Absolutely right. Okay, let's take a quick break, and then I'm going to uh, uh, give a phone call to Mr. Gutman, and I'll connect him up with you, and we'll have a little music from Roger Klein and the Peacemakers during that time, and we will reconnect uh, in just a few minutes.
At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. All right, folks, we're going to take another quick break. We'll hear some Roger Klein and the Peacemakers music while I connect with our guest, Cole Gutman, from the University of Denver in two minutes. All right, welcome back in, college hockey fans. Anyone that you may be listening to us tonight, live on the Podbean app, Scott Strandy from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, joining me as always from beautiful Long Island, New York. And it's our pleasure to introduce the uh, junior forward from the uh, University of Denver Pioneers, Cole Gutman, joining us today, a uh, sixth-round pick of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, 
and, and all around good guy from Los Angeles, California. Cole Gutman, how are you? Good, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me. We're doing great, Cole. Uh, I wanted to have you on because it's been such a strange year, and I've been talking to your SID, Matthew, and and I've said, you know, we got to get you guys on because I don't know if any team, Cole, has uh, had a tougher season than you guys on the ice. I know teams have had problems with uh, COVID, but, man, your schedule was brutal from the very start and uh, playing in the pod and then having to travel and all those different things and stops and starts. How's it been for you, and how have you guys focused on that? Yeah, it's definitely been a completely different experience than uh, what we're usually going through, but we were really fortunate to have something like the pod set up. Um, it was really an awesome experience going out, and just really being just strictly hockey schedule. Like, we didn't have school going on or anything like that, but all NCHC games, which is tough. Um, it's, a, it's a hard conference, so it was definitely a battle, but it's it a pretty fun way to start the season for sure. Okay, we'll get back to that in just a minute. Uh, I wanted to start by just uh, talking a little bit about growing up in L.A. and and what hockey was like for you as a youth, and then Paul will jump in and we'll do some uh, back and forth here, okay? Tell us a little bit about uh, L.A. hockey. Yeah, um, I loved growing up in L.A. I uh, stayed there until I was around 16 years old, but uh, I started playing when I was like six, but obviously not as big as some of the other states, but uh, we had good teams growing up, also the, the 99 birth year, so a lot of my buddies are still playing now in uh, college and pro hockey, but we had good teams, and I think uh, it's grown a lot over the years, like the exposure's getting good, and um, it's, I had a great time playing in L.A., and we had some good teams as well. Well, let me ask you a question, because I know that uh, you played on the Junior Kings, and one of your teammates played on the Junior Ducks. Um and both of those teams have, have done a lot to try and build up the youth programs in the area. Um, is the rivalry uh, at that level too, uh, as well as it is at the NHL level? Yeah, like uh, in youth hockey, we would always battle the Ducks probably from the time I was 12 up until 16. It was a pretty big rivalry. We'd uh, play for the state championship and regional championship pretty much every year. Um, a lot of good memories looking back at it, but the rivalry was definitely fun. Cole, you, uh, you got a taste at the U.S. Uh, national program, too, in the under-17 team. I know it was just a couple of games, but what was that experience like? We, we had the, the U.S. national team here in Arizona playing ASU uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and, and that program just seems to be growing and getting better and better. But what was it like for your uh, three games there? That was awesome. That was really my first taste at junior hockey. Um, it was pretty cool for me just to see all like, the top players in my age group and get together with them at one time and uh and play more the usa jersey and all that it was really a great experience and it was pretty cool because we went to dubuque where i was drafted in the usa and ended up playing so i got to see dubuque for the first time as well which was that was really fun as well all right well then i have to ask the obvious question because uh just for uh, full disclosure i am an asu alum Oh, okay. so, all right. Um, my my question is, played for Dubuque. I thought all the Dubuque guys ended up at ASU. How'd you end up yeah. at Denver? <laughs> no, I know it's pretty crazy. That was born after. Yeah, ASU is obviously a really appealing spot, but for me, growing up, uh, Denver was always my dream school. I think when I was around uh, nine years old, when a team from LA came and watched a Denver game. 
and like right when we came for the first time like i knew i wanted to be here and uh i think after i left a bunch of guys after i left the Duke, a bunch of guys ended up committing to asu including my roommate so uh that was pretty cool for them but for me it's denver's was the spot that i wanted to be now i'm going to ask this question from that same perspective because i'm very curious uh, because you're about the right age okay uh, okay. nobody who knows anything about college hockey would ever quibble with anybody going and playing at Denver. But as you being a California kid and starting to really get recruited about the same time that ASU started their program, what was that talk like around uh, the, the rinks at that time when, 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 when that, when that announcement was made? For for ASU, yeah. Just because you're you're at the right age, just you. That was about when you probably started getting yeah. the recruited and all those other things. So I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's the closest place to to LA that you can play college hockey. So that's a huge appeal for people on the West Coast. And I mean, you're looking at it with warm weather and all of that. So that was obviously a huge appeal. But at the time, it was kind of unknown what was going to happen and how it was going to be. Um, but like, the oh, audience, oh, yeah, appeals is what what I experienced, what we spoke about, I guess, the most. Hey, well, go ahead, I Paul. don't know if Scott wants to go uh, on the ice now because I watched with a lot of intensity uh, your series this past weekend at North Dakota, and forget about the scores and anything. Was that two games as intense on the ice as I felt watching them on TV? Yeah, every every time we play North Dakota, it's like that. So it's a rivalry weekend every time. So intensity's through the roof, and um, you know it's going to be a hard battle no matter what. And yeah, I mean, like you said, like regardless of the score, like both teams are out there battling. And when you go to the Ralph, it's it's crazy no matter what. Like it's the nicest, one of the nicest rinks out there. And they had uh, some fans there too, so it was cool to have a bit of an atmosphere too. But when we go there, it's always a battle. Okay, so hold hold on a minute, hold on a minute, Paul. You heard Cole say it. Uh, all of us in the hockey know we we know it's the Ralph, don't we, Cole? It's not Ralph Engelstead Arena to everybody else. It's the Ralph, correct? <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what we call it, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay, so so Cole, full disclosure on my end, I'm a, a bulldog alum from UMD, so <laughs> re- transplanted to Arizona, but. Uh, yeah, it, it's the Ralph. It, it's the Taj Mahal of college hockey arenas, I would guess you'd say, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's awesome. It's really cool to go out there and experience that place. Okay, so my question to you oh, – hold on. I got one more, one more, and then you can go to the pod. <laughs> so, so, Cole, when you heard that the uh, NCHC was changing the format of the uh, Frozen Face-Off and you guys were going to be going to Grand Forks and it was going to be a one-and-done – and we know the history of Denver Pioneer Hockey and uh, how they peak, especially in the tournament, the postseason tournament. And you found out it's a one-and-done, win three games, and you're guaranteed to play in the NCAA tournament no matter how your season, regular season record ends up. What were your thoughts, and what's what's the thoughts in the locker room in Denver? Honestly, like we're just taking it game by game at this point. Like, we don't even know who we're playing with or playing against. But uh, no matter the format, we just got to go out and win games. I know it's not a best of three to get to the frozen finish off this tournament, but those games are going to be huge for us. And right now we're in a spot where we have to win. That's pretty much where our minds are now. Um, 
it's definitely cool. I know I only did it my freshman year because last year's season had been short too. But going to face and face off in Minnesota and having that experience is cool. But this year we just got to focus on that first game. Okay, Paul, go ahead. All right. So, <laughs> and and this stuff kind of fascinates me because I, I did coach for a couple of years in youth hockey. What was the pod experience like? And did you guys get to mix with other players since everybody was in that pod situation and everybody was kind of locked down? Um, it wasn't like the NHL pod where it was completely locked down. So we were still uh, really not supposed to go and hang out with other teams and stuff. At our okay. hotel was Miami and CC. So uh, we saw them around like occasionally, but we, were, we weren't really mingling with them or hanging out or anything like that. Um, it was, it was really cool. It was pretty much just hotel in the rink every day, all hot. Right. Uh, we were on break, so we didn't have to worry about school either. So it was uh, really something I've never experienced before, but we played pretty much every other day, which was cool to have that schedule as well. Well, what were the in-team tournaments that you guys had? Because I know you guys all had them, whether it was Xbox or... <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, we definitely yeah. did. We, we had to keep ourselves busy. Uh we got a ping pong table, so like downstairs we had our own room where we had like our snacks and our and our where we would eat. So we got a ping pong table. We had some battles there, and uh, a bunch of guys brought their Xbox too. So we play Call of Duty and all that. But other than that, I know some guys played some board games, but pretty much stuck to those things. Now, who was the best ping pong player? Who won? <laughs> uh, there were a couple. Uh, Oh, all right. Yeah, you know, we had a tournament. I lost in the semis, but Ryan Barrow, I think, I think he won the tournament. The pony was pretty good as well. Yeah, Yako hiking, and I think those like the top guys. <laughs> now, who's the best gamer? Not that I know any of these games, but who's? <laughs> I'm not a gamer myself. I try to stay away. I'm, I'm really not good no matter how much I practice. But uh, we have a group of guys. My roommate Kyle Mayhew, he's unreal at Call of Duty. Like, I want to. I play with him sometimes. I just can't keep up. But I think a couple other guys are are really good. Okay, so I want to bounce back of you a little bit before we talk about the Gold Pan Series uh, finales coming up. But um, so Los Angeles, California, Dubuque, Iowa, Denver, Colorado. Uh, I don't know if you can see much more of the country that's as different as those are. So, so give us some highlights of each of those, if you could, Cole. Yeah, I mean, growing up in LA, moving to Iowa was definitely big, big change for me, especially graduating high school out there. But in LA, I mean, as the years went on, you can see the exposure in hockey grow, which was really cool to see. And uh, we would have tournaments all over the country too, so we got to, I guess, get scouted in like Michigan, Chicago, and then I got to see those areas as well. And then going to Iowa, that was pretty cool as well. Just going to high school out there and uh kind of being like playing in front of fans for the first time it's a small town so hockey is a bigger deal out there than la obviously so uh that was cool to see a small town and like living there for a bit and then denver that's i I like the bigger city and i feel like that's pretty close or closer to la than a lot of places so i loved it here like i love the weather the hockey's unreal i I love the school but it's, it's been a great fit so far I'm having a great time here. Uh, and you guys have pretty much a a uh, very much a mixed bag roster. You got guys from Texas. You guys got guys from Missouri. You got a bunch of Californians on the team. Yeah. Uh, you got Tennesseans. You got 
obviously all over all kinds of crazy places in Canada, Idaho, uh, <laughs> Europeans. I mean, you guys got guys from all over. What is yeah. uh, Oh, you know, what is uh, is it is it hard to get? Or is that better? Do you think, or 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 just you you hear all kinds of stories like, but you guys did what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, we haven't really thought too much about that, honestly. But it's cool to have a bunch of California guys. I know growing up um, on the West Coast, like Denver's the place that everybody wants to go. So you can kind of see why why we have a bunch of California guys. But um, I don't know. All over, there's different guys, but it's cool to hear stories about where guys are growing up from and, and things that they do back in their hometowns. It kind of just opens you up to, to new things that other people experience. So. I guess that's probably the coolest part of it, but I honestly didn't think about all the different places that guys are coming from before. Not, not until my co-host brought it up, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Well, because, uh, because I'm also curious because uh, one of your teammates is from Northern California. Uh, you guys chide him about that because uh, he's from up there and you guys are from Southern California? Yeah, I mean, kind of. I just know when he's driving through, I always try to get him to but he always seems to be too busy, but... Um, it's it's fun talking about it. I guess he he grew up playing. I don't he really played Northern California very much, so I never really crossed paths with him. But uh, we'll talk about it every once in a while. <laughs> I I knew he'd get that dig in sooner or later. But uh, <laughs> so so. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. So, so Cole, we had Coach Carl on a couple of different times, and uh, earlier in the season, and um, he talks a lot about his style of coaching and, and the players that he looks for and how he builds his roster. Uh, tell us a little bit about from the players' perspective what it's like to play for for a young coach like David Carl. Yeah, it's awesome to see him step in this position at such a young age. You can just tell that he knows the game on another level. He, he thinks the game really well. You can just see with our systems and the way he teaches us. So it's, it's nice to have a coach like that who you can kind of sit down and do video with. You can just know he knows what he's talking about. But it's impressive to see how he's on a young age and it made an impact. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I've had a chance to visit with him a few times and uh, totally been impressed from not only his days as a player, but uh, the way he's transitioned so quickly. Um, at Denver, uh, you guys have a great facility, obviously. You have great recruits, and you keep kind of restocking. But what is it that makes your team better at the end of the year? And like I mentioned earlier, the frozen faceoff, what is that? Is, is there something you can put your finger on, or is it just the way things have worked out? Yeah, I think it's the culture here. Like every year, that's a really close knit group, and what we look back to uh, going to the rink every day and what we kind of play play for, and I guess what we learn from the older guys that came before us is kind of what makes us thrive. I think it's a really good culture here, and it's a great place to be, and I think it kind of translates to the ice. So let me throw this one at you as well, since we're talking coaches. Your coach is in uh, in Dubuque. Uh, I had a chance to go down there and uh, and visit the uh, the Mystique, <laughs> the Mystique Arena. Uh, and I noticed when I walked in, Coles, during the pandemic, in the middle of summer, and nobody there but me right now because Coach hadn't arrived yet. But when I walked in there, it just felt like uh, a hockey arena. It, nobody was there, and I'm sure when it's full, it's something else. But tell us about the Mystique of Dubuque. Yeah, it's, I, I loved playing there. We had uh, great fans there, too. Uh, definitely 
has that hockey feeling you're talking about. I know exactly what you mean. But um, it was my first time playing in front of, in a in a bigger arena in front of fans, and uh, it's pretty cool because it's it's us Waterloo and Cedar Rapids and uh, in the cowbell the cowbell <laughs> cup. I guess we play for so the the fans ring cowbell, so it's pretty loud with those. But I, I loved playing there. It's a it's a good size too, so it was a lot of fun. Don't feel so don't don't feel so bad, Cole. You're from LA. I'm from New York City, so. I mean, I, 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 I totally get that. I think it's a cowboy. I totally understand. So, it's all good. Yeah. A little behind the scenes for you, Cole. When we watched your games in the pod, uh, Paul was uh, taken aback by the ice fishing commercials and the uh, axe throwings from North Dakota. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see any of those. Probably not, but uh, they were hilarious. And, uh, and Paul's thinking he wants to maybe move to Grand Forks now or something. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely be a change from New York City for sure. Oh, yeah, I'm not at minus. So they told me about it. Not at minus twenty. I can promise you that. Yeah, right no, now. I was I was uh, just there for a week, and that was that was way too cold. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, what? One more behind. Hold on, Paul. One more behind the scenes on that note, Cole. I grew up about sixty-five miles to the uh, east of Grand Forks, and I played on the last high school hockey team that played. Uh, competitive high school games in Minnesota on an outdoor rink. <laughs> so if you can imagine that cold, uh, we had cold snow and they would actually have to uh, sometimes snow blow off the rink between periods. So we'd have a delay before they could even Zamboni. We'd go back out there. <laughs> but that's way back in the 80s. So. <laughs> that's awesome. that's so cool. Oh, no, better him than us. Let me tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah. I can promise you that. That's so, different than my hockey experience <laughs> growing up. <laughs> So uh, you got drafted in the 2017 draft by the Tampa Bay Lightning and got to go to development camp. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, that, that was really fun. Uh, Tampa is an awesome organization. So going out there and just uh, seeing, meeting the staff and everybody who deals with their team was really cool. And the cool thing about them is they just focus on your, your skills so much and just learning new drills and, and seeing with guys who are now in the NHL. I think there are a bunch of guys that can't put now on the team my first year. So just seeing the older guys and uh, and meeting people in the organization that was really fun. Okay, I want to I want to finish things up with you today, Cole. Uh, talking about the biggest rivalry uh, in the NCHC, I think it's uh, it's the Gold Pan series between you and Colorado College. Uh, I give Paul a geography lesson because it's just down the interstate from uh, from Denver is Colorado Springs. It's not very far. You guys are very, very competitive. And now you got some games left to play. What's going through your head right now, and how bad do you want that gold pen? Yeah, we got uh, we have four left, so both against both series against UC, and it's something that we want. So it's the first trophy we can win this year, so it's uh, it's something big and something that we play really hard for, and we have it now. So there's no worse feeling of losing it. That's that's what we did our freshman year. So we just got to play to keep it. And, it's obviously really fun having that in our possession. Well, and people don't understand, or at least uh, the fans take it seriously, maybe sometimes too seriously, <laughs> but um, the players take it pretty seriously. Any rivalry like that, players take it pretty seriously. They don't want to lose to their neighbors, do they? No, no, not at all. I mean, you're still playing for a trophy. Um, not, not the big picture trophy that we want, which is the national championship, but it's still a trophy that we're playing for. And 
um, playing against Steve. Um, also, really intense games, and, and it's a rivalry game, and you never want to lose those. You know, when you mentioned trophies, Cole, and, and uh, I'll let you go on this one, but um, starting back in youth hockey, it's not like any other sport really where the, the teams gather, they travel all over, uh, the parents put in a ton of time and money, and they also, uh, you play for trophies, right? I mean, we saw what happened at the World Juniors. I'm sure you've had a chance to visit with Bobby Brink about that experience and um, what it was like. So at, at every level of hockey, you play for trophies. Is there any other sport like that? Yeah, honestly, I'm not sure. I, I only grew up playing hockey, so I just know know about the trophies that we played for. But it's definitely a unique experience, and I'm glad that we that I was able to go through that growing up. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, I will probably see you, if not in Denver for the Gold Pan Series, if they let me in the door. I'm hoping that we can get in there. But if nothing else, I'm going to be in Grand Forks for the entire run of the NCHC covering that tournament. So best of luck the rest of the way. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to uh, visit with us. And, uh, you know, what do they say, Pioneer Strong? Or what, what's that, Pioneer what? <laughs> there, there's a hashtag going around somewhere pioneer something <laughs> all right well let's say let's say it's hashtag pioneer strong go get it done and we'll see you in grand forks okay all right sounds good thanks for having me guys that's cole gutman from the uh university of denver pioneers that joined us on the college hockey southwest weekly podcast uh we're gonna take another quick break and uh, Paul and I will be back uh, very shortly to uh, talk a little more college hockey. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and players are constantly having to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season, that doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories that you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our Three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. 
All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, still uh, measuring the uh, sunshine, I guess, of 52 degrees and the warmth of a uh, nice mid-February day on Long Island, New York. Paul Hornstein. Uh, Paul, you know the drill. Uh, every, time, every time we have a guest, we got to find out your thoughts on uh, our visit with that guest. And this one was Cole Gutman from the University of Denver Pioneers. Uh, just your thoughts on Cole and his comments. Well, listen, I, I like, you know me, I like to get the stuff off the ice. Okay, it, it's not, you know, these guys are not coaches when we talk to players. And it's not fair to, to say, uh, what do you guys think, what do you think should have happened here or what do you... You know they're not gonna. It's it's not right to ask those questions. Okay, uh, they're not the ones breaking down the tape. They're not the ones uh, who are responsible for what other guys do on the ice. Okay, now I know I started with the the North Dakota games were unusually chippy. Yeah, well, I think you had to though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had to ask him about the intensity of the games anyway. Um. Because even the, the, the games in the pod, um, maybe it was just because it was the beginning of the season and they hadn't had a chance to warm up yet, or there were no – there's always something on the line, but it's too early in the season for that, hey, we're getting towards the end of the season. we got to get ready and get rocking now as we get to the conference tournament stuff. It's, it's still a different vibe, the beginning of the season and the end of the season. Okay. Um, so, and if you, like I said, if you look at all the roughings and charging the goaltender penalties and, 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 and those kind of calls that were made in those two games, very, very intense, um, even more so I think than, than normally, but because, you know, North Dakota is trying to wrap up first place and Denver is trying to get themselves going. Because every time it looks like they're about to get going, something happens, at least this year. And listen, it could just be that kind of season. Yeah, uh, I would agree with you on that. Let me uh, throw out my two cents worth uh, on the conversation. Uh, the first thing that, that kind of took me took me when I analyzed it real quickly here in the last two minutes uh, was uh, I mentioned the Gold Pan series because I want to get his thoughts on that. And Cole said, it's the first trophy we can win this season. Um, that that's that's championship mentality right there. It's not like we want to oh, win. No doubt. A, we don't we don't want to just win a trophy. It's the first one that we can win this season. So even with the uh, season uh, record the way it stands right now, uh, his thought was on we need to win that because it's the first one we can win. So that was my first takeaway. The second one that I always love is that. These guys travel and uh, hockey players travel all over from very youth youthful ages. You know, we're Usually. talking, you know, eight, eight, well, it's definitely from the Southwest from eight, 10 years. Those, those teams go all over. I mean, in Arizona, even during the pandemic, the teams here have been to LA, Denver, uh, Detroit, Dallas, they've been all over. So I yeah. like to ask them those changes because I can't imagine as a kid, even in my mid teens, um, growing up in Los Angeles and then uh, spending, you know, what, two and a half years at Dubuque, in Dubuque, Iowa, because nothing against Dubuque. I love it. But it is culture shock for certain 
from L.A. to Dubuque. Oh, sure. And, and then you come from Dubuque to Denver. And, and then the final piece of that puzzle, Paul, is these guys are so committed to their teams. I mean, when they commit, like, uh, he, he's Denver right down to his jockey shorts because uh, everything is um, everything is University of Denver, University of Denver. I'm just impressed at how they can get that focused and stay that focused on their school. I know well, you can because you've been doing it for, what, 40 years. Close enough. <laughs> uh, nah, uh, really? That's it? I'm good. Yeah, okay. It's only 40? That you've been committed to Arizona State and you've bled that maroon and gold. And I think uh, I, I think Cole yeah, actually at, at that young yeah. age yeah, is starting to feel that uh, intensity. And he's not alone. I mean, all these guys that you ask them about their alma maters, boy, and it is like it, it's fighting words if you want to talk about anybody well, else. Listen, I totally understand that. And I wasn't, you know, and you're talking to a guy who, honestly, when I was a sophomore and junior in high school, used to get a letter a week from the University of Denver. So. And that was a dramatic pause. And? Well, no, I just, the school I wanted to go to was not, was, was, was a little closer to home. And was not in snow. Well, no, I ended up, no. Well, see, that's, that's, I ended up at ASU by accident. It wasn't intentional. Yeah, I know. I know. So, um, you know, but at, at that point as well, college hockey was not really on my radar. Because you're talking even a couple of years before the miracle on ice. Yeah. You know, yeah, I had I thought about it in those terms, maybe it would have been different. Yeah. Well, I I know one thing. This has been a crazy, crazy year. And, uh, you know, having a chance to visit with Cole and get the perspective from the Denver side of things, I think we also got to get the perspective from two games that were played on Sunday and Monday from the Arizona State side of things. Uh, I had a chance to watch them both. You had a chance to watch them both. You talked to or were able to interact with Coach after the games. Um, how, How disappointing was this series uh, for him not to come away with a sweep, because I, I think he really expected them to sweep this weekend, even though they were on the road against well, a let's very put it talented this way. MSU team. Let's put it this way. Uh, one of his quotes after the Monday game is, we should have had a shutout. Okay. So you can, I'll, you I'll can buy inf- that. You can infer from that what you will. Um, and there were also... Uh, some uh, intense feelings, shall we say, towards three or four guys that were on the ice too uh, in terms of that Monday game. If you get my drift. Yeah, I get your drift. (laughs) Uh, They were not wearing green and they were not wearing maroon. Uh, Were they zebras? You said it, I didn't. I, um, I I know the intensity. I mean, trust me, Paul. I would, as I told you before, I was a level four coach and a level four USA official. I, I know uh, that feeling. I know when the coach seems like his eyes are burning a hole in you as a referee. So I, I get it. I understand the intensity. I always tried to uh, a explain things to the coaches as best I could for the actions and the, the penalties were called or whatever it may be, and then b. 
when I had enough, I just skated away and stayed away from that bench for a while. Well, all, all I know is uh, the, the comment after the game is they told us they made a mistake and they just walked away. Yeah, that's uh, that's hard to take. It really is because uh, there's so and, much livelihood. And when you're talking a 2-1 game, um, man, anything can happen. Uh, but I, but tell me again the level of disappointment. Did coach? Did you sense from the coach from Arizona State, Greg Powers, that maybe something had slipped away, or did you not get that feeling? Well, like I said, um, the coach uh, made the comment that we should have had a shutout. So you can take from that what you wish. Okay. Another dramatic pause. Folks. You can you can you can take from that what you wish. Um it was because the question was put in terms of do you feel that some of these types of situations will be alleviated once you enter a conference? And it was not meant specifically uh, about the one game alone on Monday because it's not the first time. Uh, and he referenced the fact that their 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 uh, penalties per game are way down. So no one can say they're getting these calls because. I don't know if I'm making myself clear without. Uh, yeah, you're very clear. You're crystal clear. I mean, we, we all understand exactly what the situation is like. And I said, um, I've said this for a long time. Um, th- there's something about the Big Ten and not wanting a Sun Belt, a West Coast, a desert team to come in and show them up at any point. Um, I grew up in Minnesota. I've seen what, what it's like. I know their intensity. I know they don't like to lose to anybody, but they really – really ratcheted up probably Minnesota, Wisconsin, all of those teams in the big 10 ratcheted up to not get beat by the Arizona state Sun Devils. Well, uh, say this, the, the players have long memories. Uh, sometimes surprisingly. So like when they played Notre Dame, that first time this year, players brought up that season four years ago or five years ago now, whatever it is that they opened up at Notre Dame. They're like, yeah. wait, you guys weren't even on the team. <laughs> right? Uh, you know, maybe they were committed to the team at that point, but who knows? But it was brought up and it wasn't brought up by us in the media. Right. Okay. Um, uh, you know, and, you know, they were already focused. It seemed on the next series at Michigan because I think they want to go up there and say um, those two games were a fluke. So I think that will be something to watch for when we get to that point, but that's still a couple of weeks away. Uh, we'll get to ask the coach tomorrow how he feels uh, if he's, if he's um, what's, the, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Um, had a chance to even out his keel. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> yeah, that's boring to say it that way. Though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, it, it'll be an interesting uh, time. I'm guessing that he will have uh, evened his keel, as you like to say. Um, 
So let's talk a little bit about what's happening. Arizona State will not be playing at Penn State as no. previously scheduled because of COVID issues at Penn State. Those games will not be made up. We already talked about that. Uh, so this week, a very unique situation in NCHC hockey. And when I say unique in 2020-2021, um, I don't know if you can say that word enough because there's been so much uniqueness. But uh, Colorado College, Thursday night, uh, taking on Minnesota Duluth in Duluth, Minnesota, then busing the two hours or so down to St. Cloud State, taking Friday off and facing St. Cloud State on uh, Saturday night uh, at the National Hockey Center, the Herb, if you will. And thanks to Cole Gutman for getting out the Ralph for me. I love the kid. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I, I knew you were going <laughs> to jump on that. Anyway, so Colorado College making up two games from the pod that they missed due to COVID restrictions and protocol. Um, that's just you Minnesota taking. Duluth, that's just Thursday. you taking advantage of the uh, fact that you know I'm not going to get into that <laughs> with a player like that. Because... I know. I love it. I love it. I had you. I had you just sitting back there, just squirming in your chair. I know I did. Well, not squirming, uh, <laughs> but I knew you were bringing it up. So I couldn't pass it up. I had to. Oh, I knew that. So so anyway, the uh, Colorado College Tigers are going to play a different road trip again. It's one game on Thursday night. It's one game on uh, Saturday afternoon slash morning, uh, just about in uh, in St. Cloud State, and then come back, and then they prepare themselves for uh, the Gold Pan Series. they got four games left to take care of uh, against the uh, University of Denver, their arch rivals, and uh, that will start on uh, Saturday, February, Saturday or Friday, let me see here, Saturday the 27th is, I believe, when they finally got that next game slated in. So that will be a, a huge hockey game. And then uh, on, Thursday uh, the 25th. Thursday the 25th. And then and Saturday the 27th. 27th. Yeah. And then they'll go the next week, right? They're going to play again yeah. on Thursday, Thursday March and 4th, Saturday. And Saturday, uh, March 6th, which right. uh, I hope to be in attendance to one of those games, hopefully the Thursday game. So uh, uh, if, if, if you find a way to sneak in, because uh, <laughs> if they I were know, smart, be they'd be like, who? Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> no COVID test me. I'm used to it. Uh, anyway, uh, so so that's what's going on in the NCHC. And then the following week, the 12th of March, they will start the NCHC tournament in Grand Forks, North Dakota at the Ralph. So that'll be uh, really interesting to see uh, what goes on in Grand Forks in a one-and-done scenario. Okay. Uh, speaking Eric- of which, though, by the way, the WCHA is not doing that. Yeah, tell me about that. Well, I mean, they they have made their intentions known to actually use that, uh, uh, you know, best of three series uh, for the quarterfinals, so to speak, and then go to a semifinals and finals in one game. So that is um, very, very interesting. Uh, since And when all the other conferences are basically doing one and dones, to try and get everything in. Uh, they're going to do it all in a week. Uh, they're going to have their best of threes on starting on March 12th and then going the next weekend for the semifinals and finals. But uh, And they're doing it at on-campus sites. So that's going to be very, very interesting to watch as they... Um, uh, 
you know, decide who gets their automatic bid. Um, once again, another conference where um, that group of six is going to say, please, no upsets. Please, no upsets. <laughs> yeah, and, because right now in the regular season, Minnesota State's run away with it. Uh, so if they Well, don't I don't think... Turn, right, and, and obviously that's... Uh, they're more worried about... Um, I don't even know anymore because Bowling Green got beat a couple of times where there was an upset. Uh, Huntsville beat Northern Michigan today. Um, today? It's a Tuesday, Paul. I know. I love this. <laughs> I wish they would do this all the time. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you don't th – there's no way to really uh, sit here and, 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 and talk about, you know, how – it just, I'm I'm sure that outside of the WCHA rep, the other five guys are hoping. Please, Minnesota State, can you just win this tournament and make our job just a little bit easier? Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, uh, Michigan Tech, Bowling Green, uh, Lake Superior State, all have uh, winning records. You should. I yeah, guess they're all kind of bunched up, and yeah, they're all kind of in the same neck of the woods. Uh, again, here's my problem, Paul. Bemidji State's played 15 games at this point. I mean, I know they're 7-6-3, and three, but they played – and look at their strength of schedule. So it, let's just compare those two because it's been done in the past. Arizona State, I don't, Bemidji I don't know State. What the, I don't know. Listen, you're, you're – you're. But listen to me. Arizona State, Bemidji State have been very close for the last couple of years in the pairwise. Um, so if you're thinking uh, Bemidji State's got a shot, um, how can you compare those? Because you look at the strength of schedule in the WCHA versus strength of schedule in the Big Ten, and then you look at the one-loss records. I, I don't know. I, I just I'm going to really struggle with this one. I know I am. Well, listen, uh, I I can't sit here and 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 I mean I, I, they actually do have a pairwise, and you know I'm actually you know. I mean, ASU and Denver are right in the same spot. Yeah, the difference being, Denver can win their tournament and get an automatic loss. Oh no, I get it. And ASU but are you going to say? But wait a minute now, and and this is not a knock. I mean, you know who's second in the pairwise? I'm not looking at it. Tell me, Canisius. <laughs> How? How? Well, can but that but be? that's but How can that be? but that's see, but that's what I'm talking about. You know, this is what the they're, they're talking about. So but how Paul, do you, I don't know Paul, how they're going to use that. That here's the Canisius record. Their overall record is six, six two. two and oh. I understand that. And they. I'm played, not arguing with can it. Can I tell you who they played? They played Robert Morris, Mercyhurst, RIT, Air Force. Uh, how can you say that that's a stronger schedule than? Oh, I, I'm not. I'm. Oh, I'm, I'm not I'm trying to tell you it is, but this is what my point I know. is. I know. I get that, your point. That uh, with that story coming out on USCHO, uh, North Dakota seventh in the pairwise. So you tell me how? How? I get that. That's what. <laughs> that's my point. I don't know how they're going to use this, but this is why I'm saying. 
please let there be tapes of these discussions. Somebody sneak in a recorder. Please <laughs> let there be tape. Lordy, see, lordy, and, do we need tapes. See, here's my thought on that. I think what they're doing is they're saying we're not going away completely from the pairwise. We're not just going to be – because that way they have – a computer ranking to quote unquote fall back on as opposed right. to, Oh yeah, okay, we stop. get it. We get it. You guys, stop, stop. you guys just picked your team. Minnesota state one, Canisius two, BUBC, Bowling Green, Minnesota, North Dakota, AIC, UMass, Wisconsin, Michigan so, tech, Robert Morris is 12, Quinnipiac 13, St. Cloud, Bemidji, Lake Superior, Duluth, Army, Michigan, Clarkson. That's the okay. top 20 in the pairwise. Okay, so if you're going to have uh, okay, Omaha's twenty second. No, but okay. that's my point. I know, but but you're going to tell me that North Dakota is a second seed in a regional tournament. But I don't even know. I no. get that. Well, they're but, barely but, a I'm, second seed at number seven. I'm just telling you, they're not. Uh, they say they're going to use it, but I don't see how. Is my point exactly? I think it's a. I think it's a fallback to say we use part of it. We used a little bit of this. We used a little okay, bit of that. We threw it all in a pot. We right, stirred it let's, up. This let's, is what came let's, up. Let's, 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 here's your argument, okay? Uh, let's suppose um, uh, Omaha wins a tournament. Omaha okay. wins a conference tournament, okay? Yep. Uh, there, and it comes down to uh, St. Cloud and Duluth, just because I'll make it personal. Oh, yeah, nice. Okay, St. Cloud is 14, Duluth is 17. They've played essentially the same schedule. <laughs> so how do we break that tie? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay, folks, that'll end the show <laughs> for tonight. We'll talk to you again. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. It's going to make for great conversation down the stretch. We got um, two weeks worth of shows coming out of that. That selection, oh, I guarantee oh, it. Man, and I don't want to be any one of those guys. I'm going to send Brett a text right now, and I'm going to tell him that I don't want to be in your shoes for the next two months. Uh, so maybe I'm after that, saying. we'll get back on recruiting and stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it's a no-win situation no matter how you look at it. COVID has flipped it upside down. Kudos to NCAA hockey for trying to continue and obviously pushing forward to get to a national championship. But uh, any way you look at it, this is going to be a mess. Period. Oh yeah. Oh, there is no doubt. All right. Anything um, else to finish it up on tonight, or? Well, listen. They they just because it was one of the things and one of the ninety five thousand things um, that that happened this week. Uh, this is just kind of for us to look to to mark down in our summer calendar. Um, the college hockey for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, initiative that was announced this week. Uh, we'll try to get some just just to put this in your in your memory bank for the summertime when uh, we don't have any games or recruiting or anything else to talk about. Uh, it's something we can get into, and we'll be able to give whoever we can get on from there a, a bunch of time. Uh, so, um, just I mean that happened this week. Um, Army was supposed to play. A Holy Cross today that got COVIDed out, um, or <laughs> a new statement that got COVIDed well, out. Well, <laughs> it was they were unable to quote unquote complete their reconditioning period is is the phrase that's being used. So, um, you know, it's all over the place. Um, 
if you were wondering, uh, Christian Krieger and Chris Grando were were suspended in that game on Monday. If you were wondering where they were, um, it's just uh, all over the place. And uh, we'll go from there. And, you know, this will be another – the one thing about having games every night is there's plenty to talk about whenever we do a show. Okay, here's my thought for the week. I want everybody to think about this. How do you rank teams? And I'm just going to give a couple examples right now. Canisius, 6-2-0. North Dakota, 15-4-1. One plays in the uh, Atlantic Conference. Well, Canisius is obviously better. They only have two losses. Oh, that's what it is. The other plays in the NCHC. Cole Gutman, if you're still listening, um, go ahead and pipe in on that one. <laughs> okay, Paul. I'm, ju- take I'm it just away. saying he's only got two losses. So uh, yeah, Roger okay. Clients, Cantillon Tequila is presented. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. College Hockey Southwest Weekly brought to you by Verizon Wireless, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for Business America's been waiting for. Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, presenting partner of the Sunday special. Tell our friend Kevin Wood, Ice Time Hockey SW sent you. And let him show you the Belfort difference online at belfort.com or the showroom at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Roger Clients can't see owned tequila. Ultra smooth, Arizona owned. Go to mexicanmoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. Buy summer skates. Fall, winter, doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners. And click on that Summer Skates banner to get yours. Behind the mask and its three valley locations, in line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products today at OxyPow.com. Buy Burrito Express. Our homemade recipes to your table. Great taste, great value. M-Drive. Presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive in the morning, relax at night, our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. By College Bar and Grill in Tempe, by ASU fans, for ASU fans. And by the NCHC, every game in the pod, on the road or at home, nchc.tv has you covered. Go to nchc.tv and subscribe. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. College Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. I'm going to leave things on a note for our two good friends uh, from Minnesota, Pat Micheletti and uh, Jess Myers. Um, currently, guys, as I look at the men's Division One pairwise rankings, and I did pull them up now, um, the Minnesota Golden Gophers are 17-5-0, and uh, have the most wins in college hockey. Right now, guys, you're the last of the second seeds in the uh, pairwise rankings. So most wins, only five losses against Big Ten competition. Your team is uh, number eight in the pairwise rankings. Okay, guys. only has two Go at it. 
Go at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our thanks to uh, Denver, uh, University of Denver, Pioneer, junior forward, Cole Gutman, the draft choice of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, for joining us tonight. We had a great conversation with Cole. And uh, my apologies for starting a little early, but that's what we have to do sometimes to make sure that hey. we uh, get our guests. You want the guests, uh, right? Absolutely. And, and it's on download. Uh, anytime. Uh, we thank you for listening. If you were here live with us, Paul and I will be back Sunday night, tomorrow night. Steve and Marsh and I will take you along on a journey on uh, club hockey, uh, Southwest weekly. Maybe we'll have some other interesting things going up. We've tried some uh, different reach outs for some different guests tomorrow. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but anyway, it'll know. always be a fun, informative show. Sunday night, Paul and I will be back. Um, I will be joining you, my friend from the bar Canada. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Make sure you rub it in. I'll be I might be done digging out of some more snow by then. Thank God. Maybe maybe before I go to Bar Canada, I'll take a walk over to stadium or to Circa at the stadium swim. Maybe soak in that hundred and two degree temperature or whatever it is. Maybe spend a I would do the show there. from there in the water. Uh, yeah. In the water, on the ice. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Okay, so we'll see you uh, Sunday night uh, live from uh, Bar Canada in the beautiful D Las Vegas Hotel. Another Vegas week. It's the second one of uh, 2021. Looking forward to it. Paul will be out on Long Island shoveling. Probably have a sore back or something when he comes on, but we'll uh, we'll deal with it. We'll say good night with Roger Klein's uh, Roger Klein of the Peacemakers, De Niro, in just a minute. Good night, everybody. <laughs>